starting at point guard. She helped ensure American lives were left to die in Benghazi and was able to delete 33,000 emails of corruption. And her husband was impeached and removed from office. Hillary Clinton! Starting at small forward, he is the author of the crime bill, which locked up thousands of innocent black Americans, praised a KKK leader, calling him a guide and a mentor, and is currently being accused of sexual assault by multiple women. Give it up for the man who doesn't know where he currently is, Joe Biden! And the man in the middle, one of the smoothest speaking presidents who used those words to secure your vote, but did nothing but sell out our country during his time in office. Deemed the savior of the black community, but brought an obvious racist as his vice president. Can really drop bombs from the three-point line, but also all over the Middle East. Barack Obama! Oh man, I'm excited to bring you guys this this podcast. Crazy as hell to think those three were the three most powerful people in American politics for about eight years. That's absolutely insane to think about. So... Welcome to the Red, White, and Truth podcast. I'm your host, Karsten Short. Very excited to be with you guys here today. I have to apologize about the audio quality. The microphone that I ordered completely shit the bed. I mean, this thing is not working whatsoever. I have no idea how to set it up. Uh, But I told people this podcast would be live by Friday of this week. And unlike the uh, do-nothing Democrats, when I say I'm going to do something, I actually do it. So I wanted to make sure I got this podcast out to you guys by Friday. As I'm writing this, we are seven days away from Election Day. I'm very excited because we're about to see another landslide, like something we've never seen before. Um, Obviously, you know, back in 2016, Donald Trump completely eviscerated Hillary Clinton from the face of the planet. You know, he almost eviscerated her to jail. Hopefully we see that in second term. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll get there, but uh, I pray every day. You know, the God is good. (laughs) But I wanted to bring this podcast to you guys. Obviously, five reasons why it should be hashtag never Biden. Instead of never Trump, we are seven days away from the most important election in the history of our country. Think about that for a second, you guys. You guys are involved in the most important election in the history of our country. One side represents you know, the, the corruption that we've seen for so many years. You have the do-nothing Democrats, as they call them. You know, Joe Biden is their poster child. He's getting the endorsements from all of these celebrities. You look at The Rock, who came on and endorsed Joe Biden. The Rock, who has probably paid $25 million to endorse Joe Biden. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's never had a political preference and then says, hey, you know what? Of all the Democratic candidates we've had, Joe Biden. That's our guy. That's the guy we want in there in office. That's the guy who's got my vote. All right, Rock, sounds good. I know you haven't had a movie in a while because obviously of COVID, you haven't been able to film and all of that stuff, but uh, Joe Biden's not the answer. I think everybody knows that. I'm here today to explain to you guys why Joe is not the answer. So number one, obviously the corruption that's going on. I mean, look at Hunter Biden. If you guys haven't done it right now, pause this podcast Go read into some of these emails. Go look at some of the graphic things. I mean, you're talking about Hunter Biden with a crack pipe in his mouth. Hunter Biden doing cocaine off of a 13-year-old's ass. Excuse my language. I can't, I don't want to censor myself for this type of stuff because this stuff is what's actually happening out there. And if you're not ready or mature enough to hear it, 
You might as well click off my podcast right now. But at the end of the day, this shit is happening. We have a corrupt politician in office who is, you know, using his power to make his family not only wealthy, but to let his family get away with whatever they want to do. So obviously, you've got Hunter Biden, who, uh, while his pre- or while his dad was vice president of the United States of America, which is kind of crazy to think that we had Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State, Joe Biden as Vice President, and President Obama as the president of the greatest country in the world. Those people were the big three of, of politics, and, and we let them kind of get away with everything they got away with. So let's just put it like this, okay? You've got you know Hunter Biden, obviously of the Burisma, which in my opinion, I thought that was the only thing that went on was Burisma, which I obviously thought was corrupt. You know, taking you know fifty thousand a month, you know, salary, having no prior experience in that industry whatsoever. I'm like, okay, I get it. You got your your kid a job. But now we're hearing about China and how there was $10 million for every deal and Joe got a percentage of it. Uh, we're hearing about all these foreign countries. It just, it just goes to show, and it, it confirms everything I believed before, that America has been bought and paid for. And the politicians are the first people that are bought and paid for by these foreign countries that find a way to, excuse my language, fuck our country Every year. I mean, they are putting it in America every single year, and I'm sick and tired of it. You probably are too, and that's why we obviously voted the way we voted. You know, everyone wants to call us what they want to call us, but at the end of the day, we're voting anti-corruption. We're sick and tired of American people getting screwed over because these corrupt politicians get away with everything, and they've got all the other agencies in the United States paid off. The FBI, everyone has them paid off, and we're, I'm, just, I'm not standing for it anymore. I'm not going to sit here and sit back and, and think that that's okay, and I think you guys are thinking the same. So obviously, we've got corruption going on you know the second point would be economics how many of you share of hands if you guys are listening to this with other people raise your hand if you have benefited from the trump tax cuts i think everybody right now is raising their hand okay i did my parents did my parents were able to start a small business and they're profiting very well through that business because they're able to get tax breaks okay look if you're hiring people if you're hiring employees there should be tax breaks involved and joe biden wants to take all of that away it's funny joe biden who this is the same joe biden who doesn't know if he's going to ban fracking or is he for fracking he has no idea what what he's doing he probably doesn't even know what planet he's on right now or what city or state you know he's on right now, but you've got the same Joe Biden who, you know, when it comes to his economic plan, he will go and say, if you're under 400K a year, you're not going to be affected by my tax plan. Okay, but the people who you, you your goal is to repeal the Trump tax cuts, which directly impacts Americans making over 400,000 a year. So Joe, tell me how that works out. Tell me how the people are not supposed to expect their taxes to be raised if they make under 400,000 a year when your goal, when you become president, is to remove those tax cuts. Not only, I mean, let's just talk about economics for a second. If you understand economics, you understand why America, back in the 50s when we were a capitalistic economy, as we are today, you understand that America produced the best quality goods, but we did so at cheap prices. And the reason why we were able to do that is because we were giving back to large corporations. Now, everyone looks at large corporations and they think, oh, you have these ma- these massive companies and these owners just sit there like Scrooge McDuck did in the old comics and just dove into his gold coins at night. You know, you get home and just take the big deep dive and dive into all of his coins. That's not really the case. You got to understand these people that we, we, we you know, the, the left wants to eat the rich. 
rich. You know, they want to eat the rich of the people that pay the paychecks of the American people. And that's the issue. So with capitalism, you know, everyone wants to talk about these tax cuts. They did give benefits to people who are, you know, 400000 or more in income. And the reason why they did so is because these people are the ones writing the paychecks for the everyday person. Okay, you take those tax cuts away. Well, what do the countries do? You know, all the people, people fail to realize business owners are smart, okay? They didn't start a business and become successful without being intelligent human beings, okay? So what they're going to do, they're going to find a way around it, okay? If you say, oh, we're gonna take away your tax cuts or tax cuts and we're gonna raise your taxes, you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna do exactly what they did under the Obama administration. They're gonna go outsource their employees to foreign countries, American jobs are gonna be lost, and guess what happens as a result? Our economy tanks. Okay, socialism, you know, it sounds like a great idea, right? Just take everyone's wealth and divide it evenly. Okay, but it doesn't work. Why do you think people, you know, flee foreign countries to come to America? It's because it's the land of opportunity. I don't see many people in America fleeing to socialist countries. I mean, do you know a person that's ever fled to a socialist country from America? You might know one crazy person, but nobody really does that because socialism doesn't work. It doesn't exist because the wealthy understand how to protect themselves. They know what to do to make sure that they're not getting screwed over. And at the end of the day, the United States wanted to take advantage of those people. And I would have done the same exact thing, you know, because I built this thing from the ground up. If I'm a business owner, I have taken a company from ground zero to where I want it to be. And nobody, especially the government that doesn't do anything with our tax dollars as is, tell me one thing great the American, you know, uh, the government has done with our taxes. You know, if they were out there and we had flat paved roads and we were really advancing as a society, I would uh, be more for it. But the fact is, is they just sit on these taxpayer dollars, they sell out our country and do absolutely nothing for the average American. So the taxes should be lowered for American people like you and I. And if you believe in higher taxes, you, I hate to say it, you might be brainwashed, okay? If you really believe that, hey, the only idea is to take my money where I could donate it anywhere else in the world I want to. If I want to go to any cause out there, I could go donate it anywhere in the world by choice, but instead, I'd rather have the government tell me I have to pay a set amount, not that I could go pay it and put it wherever I want to put it, that the government's telling me where I need to put that money. And that is the issue right now. So obviously Joe Biden's economic plan is not only a lie, but it's a complete, you know, flaw, you know, what he wants to do. You know, obviously Joe Biden, you have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying Joe Biden can be manipulated. You have a lot of these Democratic candidates that are saying Joe Biden is the puppet, which I mean, look at him, he kind of looks like one. Um, you know, he, he, he fits right into that narrative of the guy that's going to smile and wave, look you directly in the camera and say, hey, everything's going to be okay. I'm Joe Biden, right? I was under the uh, President Obama. I, w I was the vice president of the Obama administration. Everything's going to be okay, right? It just, just vote for me. And, and it's funny, vote, Biden will disappear four years later, or in four years later, he'll come back for your vote. And that's just how the Democratic Party is. They don't really care about you. They don't care about the middle-class American. They don't care about the African American. They don't care about Anything other than making their families wealthy, and it really shows. I mean, if I were to ask you right now, name one good thing Biden's done for the country, you better not say the crime bill, because we all know about that and how he incarcerated so many black Americans, you know, put them in prison for sentences or, and sentenced them, you know, to jail for absolutely nothing, you know, small marijuana charges that you see people doing 5, 10, 15 years for these marijuana charges, and now marijuana is legal. Make that make sense to me, please. Uh, but yeah, you know, kind of talking about African-Americans, so I want to go to point three here, and that's his racist history. I mean, you're talking about Joe Biden, the same guy, and I want to talk to you guys about this because the media has tried to downplay it. The same guy who looked at Robert Byrd and called him at his, on his deathbed a mentor 
guide, and a friend. Okay, this guy, everyone wants to downplay his KK movement. This guy recruited 150 people who weren't white supremacists to become white supremacists, okay? He wasn't the grand wizard of the KKK, but he was right up there. You know, he was a top leader in the KKK. You know, you're talking about the KKK movement where people were being lynched, and now you're going to tell me that Joe Biden, who called this guy a mentor, a guide and a friend, is the answer to racism in America? Make that make sense to me, please. I, I I would love to hear anybody that wants to make that make sense, that that wants to tell me. And, and honestly, most of my Democratic friends, they understand that Joe Biden's racist, but they've been so brainwashed by the liberal media, the one-sided media, to believe that Joe Biden is the answer. Oh, really? Joe Biden's the answer. Okay, then tell me why Joe Biden, under a the first black president in America, why didn't Joe Biden get anything done for the black community then? Why didn't President Obama, the first black president, do anything for his hometown of Chicago? I mean, I look at Chicago, it still has crazy high murder rates. He didn't do anything. He neglects those communities. Yeah, you have President Trump out here with the lowest African unemployment rate in history. He refunded the historically black colleges. Okay, he did everything that Obama, everyone thought Obama would do, Trump is doing. And yet everyone wants to look at what the media narrative is of, oh, Trump's a racist, he's a sexist, he's bad, orange man bad, right? God, you guys, you just wake up and, and look at it from the other side for one day. And I promise you, everybody I've had, I've told them to do that. Look at it from the other side for one day. Just hear out a conservative talking point on this and your entire mind will change. Because look, Obama had his shot. Did black America get better under President Obama? I, I didn't see it. I mean, personally, I see it exactly the way it is now. It's just more hyped up because President Trump is in office, and that's an issue. So obviously, you know, I, I talk about that, uh, you know, his, his history of, of campaigning for a guy that actually filibustered against the Civil Rights Act, which gave colored people, you know, rights in this country. You know, his mentor and his friend gave colored people rights in this country, and that is freaking insane to think he ever, even back in 2010 or 2011 when he passed away, that is what that is. The, those are the words he chose to use him by. And don't get it twisted. Everyone wants to say, "Oh, Robert Byrd, you know, he's not that bad." He he changed. He understood what he did was wrong. He changed because it became political. You guys. He changed because people said, "Hey, it's not cool to you know go kill black people in the streets anymore." And that's why he changed. He changed because it's political. He changed because he knows he could get more votes from it. After the Civil Rights Act's passed. He became a totally different person. Why? Is it because he's not racist anymore? No. It's because he is still racist, yet he just wants your vote, just like these Democrats do. Okay? They want your vote. They will do anything for your vote. They want to be in power so you can see somebody like Joe Biden, who's going to go you know, take his family and make his family very wealthy by selling out our country. It's exactly what they did. So I, I want to read you guys a quote before I get into point four. It's from Malcolm X. Everybody knows who Malcolm X is. And if you don't, you better pick up his book because the guy is a genius. Okay. And he has this quote that he said, he said, the white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful than the conservative. The liberal is more hypocritical than the conservative. Both want power, but the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the Negro's friend and benefactor. And by winning the friendship, allegiance, and support of the Negro, the white liberal is able to use the Negro as a pawn or tool 
in this political football game that is constantly raging between white liberals and white conservatives. Look at the nature of our country right now and tell me that's not happening. And Malcolm X predicted this 60 years ago. So this has been going on. Obviously, a lot of you guys who are tuning into this, you are young. Uh, if you are older, I don't know many people that are past 1960 from you know birthright. And if you have, you know this quote. He said this over 60 years ago, you guys. Think about that for a second. 60 years ago, Malcolm X predicted exactly what is going on today. And that is sickening to me that we have allowed this to happen. And it's true. I mean, look at it. Look at Black Lives Matter Incorporated. That's the perfect example. Black Lives Matter Incorporated came right after the George Floyd uh, riots. After George Floyd, which I admit, that was wrong. That shouldn't have happened. Yes, George Floyd had some stuff happen, but that cop used his power in a wrong way. And I can admit to that. You know, I'm not like your typical conservative that will just go gung-ho with everything on the right. No, that was wrong. That shouldn't have happened. And anyone with some decency understands that, hey, he might have been, you know, he might have had some, you know, criminal charges in the past. He might have had some drugs in his system. But at the end of the day, the guy wasn't resisting. He wasn't trying to come after that cop. And the cop left his knee on that guy's neck and choked him out. That wasn't right. And everybody with a, with a soul can understand that that wasn't right. But at the end of the day, what happened? We went into mass riots and corruption. What did the left do? They started Black Lives Matter Incorporated and got all the celebrities to donate and talk to people about donating to it. Now, if you go look into Black Lives Matter Incorporated and go look at where the funds are allocated to, it's all to white liberal politicians that did nothing for the black community. None of that money that was donated to Black Lives Matter Incorporated went to anybody in the black community. It didn't go to black businesses that were being burned down as that was happening. They didn't go to the black community. They didn't pave their roads. They didn't put money into education. They didn't do anything that could help change the black culture that has been neglected in America. And yet they want to say that we are the answer, that we are the people that will change us, that Trump is bad, the orange man is bad. Don't forget, the orange man is bad. And anybody that disagrees with us will cancel you in a heartbeat. And that is their narrative. And I don't like that at all. I'm not going to stand for it. And I guarantee you, you listening right now, you're not going to stand for that whatsoever. So let's get into point four, Joe Biden's history in politics. The guy has been in office longer than I've been alive. And then you could add 21 more years to that. I'm 26 years old. Joe Biden has been in office for 47 years. So that means you could be another person and be 21 years old. Uh, think about this. Joe Biden, my mom is 45 years old. Joe Biden has been in office longer than my mother has been alive. Not just me, my mother has been alive. Think about that for a second. 47 years. Name one good thing Joe Biden has done for this country. Yeah, long pause there, right? Don't worry. I'll wait. He's done nothing. And he's going to continue to do nothing. He's going to do what he's done for 47 years. He's going to look you right in the eyes and say, I'm Joe Biden. I'm the guy, right? I'm the big guy, like the Hunter Biden email suggests. I'm the guy that's going to save this country. Orange man bad. I agree. Orange man bad. And uh, I'm going to fix things. I'm going to do things right. This country is going to get better under me. Well, really? Okay. So for black America, you know, it's going to get better under you when you were the vice president of a black president. So now we're going to take the racist vice president and make him the president and black lives are going to get better, right? Yeah, that makes tons of sense. I yeah, completely agree with your logic there, Joe. Uh, but I mean, your logic is about the same as a butterfly's right now. I mean, you look at a butterfly in the park and you're just, you know, kind of, wow, that thing can fly. How amazing. Joe Biden, you don't know where you are right now, dude. I'm giving you a nude. I, I hope you're watching this. I doubt you are, but I hope you are. 
at the end of the day, Joe, you know you're not fit to be president. You don't know where you are right now. You couldn't name the city, state you're in, a zip code. Uh, he'd probably give a three-letter zip or a three-number zip code because you obviously don't even know what a zip code is. Joe Biden, you've got no idea where you are. So why would you ever think that you're fit enough to be president? And maybe this is the liberal agenda. You know, maybe this is what they want. Maybe they want Biden in there because they know, yeah, he's 78 years old and he's nearing the end of his time. And then we can get our radical socialist president in there, which I didn't even touch on this. You know, I talked about the racist history. I didn't even touch about this. Kamala Harris, it's kind of funny, during Black Lives Matter, this big movement that's going on during COVID, Black Lives Matter, and you want to bring in a racist president, and, you know, you've got Joe Biden here, racist president, you want to bring in the racist president, and then for the VP selection, you want to bring in a ex-cop. When you all are saying ACAB, all cops are bastards, you want to bring in an ex-cop as your vice president. That same cop that enforced Joe Biden's crime bill, or the Biden bill, as he calls it, at the highest levels in the state of California. That's who your vice president selection is. So racist VP and cop. That's who you want running the country? It just Once again, liberal logic makes perfect sense. They're completely not going to destroy black lives all over. They're not going to destroy American people. You know, Kamala Harris, who has very socialist views, you know, she's probably, she's probably, you know, she, she knows what's best for our country, right? Because socialism works everywhere. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. But yeah, Joe Biden, 47 years in office. Nobody can name anything he did other than the Biden bill. I mean, he's done absolutely nothing. I mean, look at how great our country was under Biden and Obama. I mean, gas prices were at, you know, historic highs. We are coming out of a recession and we're supposed to have tremendous economic growth, yet we go through the slowest economic growth we've ever seen since the Great Depression, you know, post-Great Depression era. I mean, the, our, our country is getting, and what, what kills me every time is they want to take credit for the Trump economy because we went back to a capitalistic approach with these tax cuts. And everyone wants to be like, oh, no, yeah, everything, it's uh, Trump taking credit for Obama. And, uh, you know, he's taking credit for Biden and Obama and the work that they did in office. And it's like, okay, cool. So when Trump gets out of office and a Democrat comes into office and the country goes to shit, is that just Trump's fault? And then, uh, you know, when, when the Democrat comes out of office and a Republican gets into office and things get better, it's just, it, it's it's not the candidate's fault for ruining it, you know, over the course of four to eight years. It's the new Republican's candidate, right? It's typical, you know, liberal logic. So once again, Joe Biden, his history in politics, he's done nothing. He did nothing as VP. You know, he, he's he's corrupt. He's inept. He's got no mental capacity to lead a country. Like I mentioned before, I wouldn't trust Joe Biden running a pizza parlor, let alone running our country, okay? Do you understand the United States president office, or the United States president's position in office is the most important job in the world, okay? It's making sure that the greatest country on earth stays great, and Joe Biden can't complete a sentence. He's been bought and paid for by China and Ukraine and Russia, okay? He's already been paid for, you guys. Why do you think he's going to be better? And that's why I feel so bad for all my Democratic friends. And if you're a Democrat listening to this and you've made it this far, probably haven't because I'm a little more conservative than most people. But if you have made it this far, hear me out, okay? You had Tulsi Gabbard. You had Andrew Yang, who two people I actually would have considered to vote for. And most Republicans do. They're like, they're, they're more moderates than Democrats. And you look back to the 2016 election, you have Hillary Clinton out there corrupt candidate and she gets swept with the floor or sw swept the floor with by Trump. Okay. 
and you know maybe the Democrats learned the lesson like, hey, we can't have a deep state Democrat. We can't have somebody in there that's corrupt. And they're like, okay, we got it. We've made up our minds. The people aren't going to get a, a thought in this, but we know who the guy is. We know what the answer is. It's not Hillary Clinton. She's too corrupt. Man, let's go with Joe Biden. That's the guy. That's our guy. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Just, you know, replace corruption with corruption. Typical, once again, liberal logic. But um, yeah, Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, two candidates that would have been more than qualified to be president of the United States. And obviously they never get their day, their day in uh you know, their day in office, you know, they never probably will because they're not as corrupt. You know, they're willing to call out their own party. They're willing to call their party out for the corruption that they've caused in our country. And obviously when doing that, you're going against the narrative. I mean, look at the leftist narrative. If you do anything that's not for them, they're going to cancel you. Look at Chris Pratt. Okay. The uh, guy who played, uh, what was Star-Lord in Avengers. I'm a big Avengers fan. I love Marvel movies. Uh, Chris Pratt, major props to you. You decline to fundraise for Joe Biden. What does the left do? They attack your religious values, they attack your family, and they attack you and want to cancel you because you didn't fundraise for Joe Biden. And you know what? If I was on the left, I wouldn't be fundraising for Joe Biden either. I don't care what you vote for. Okay, don't believe in this stupid leftist narrative that, oh, you have to vote for Biden to remove Trump. I mean, there's literally Instagram pages out there that say settle for Biden. Oh, we didn't want him as our candidate, but it's at least what we can do to get rid of the orange bad man. Like, yeah, that's some great logic. Why don't you vote on a candidate who you actually believe in their views? And if they're not on the ballot, write them in because that's your right as an American. You don't have to listen to everybody else. You don't have to do what everybody else does to be happy with your life. Look, if I was a Democrat right now, I would be voting uh, third party, or I'd be writing somebody in because I would not want to put somebody in there that has just as much corruption. I mean, all the left, they want to the ridicule President Trump. They want to say, oh, Trump, he's a, he's a racist. He's a sexist. He's a bad orange man. That's what they want to talk about, right? But then you've got Joe Biden with obvious racist gaffes out there. I mean, literally saying that he doesn't want his kids to grow up in a racial jungle, he, uh, you know, said that poor kids are just as uh, have just as much chance to succeed as white kids. I mean, the most racist comments out there. And if the roles were flipped, I mean, if you flip these roles and you've got Hunt, uh, Donald Trump saying these things about black people, if you've got Donald Trump's kids involved in this corruption, it would be headline news. But because it's a Democrat in office, you'll never hear about it at all. And that is sickening to me. I, I just don't understand how that logic makes sense. And you should really be questioning that right now if you're a Democrat here before you make your vote if you believe Biden is really the right guy for the job because none of you guys want him in here. None of you guys wanted him in, in, in the nomination. You all wanted Bernie. You all wanted Yang or you all wanted Tulsi. And look, I agree, any three, one of those candidates, even though Bernie's very extremist, at least he says what he's going to do, and, and you know he's going to do it. If he's a socialist, hey, I'll give Bernie his, his raps. If he says he's a socialist, hey, you're a socialist. That's fine. Thank you for admitting it. Thanks for not trying to hide it. But Biden playing like he's this nice grandpa at a cookout, he's not a nice grandpa. He's corrupt. He will sell our country out in a heartbeat if it does anything to make his family better. And that is the stone cold truth, you guys. And you need to wake up and understand that before you make a vote. So the last point I have here today is number five, the state of his health. 
This guy is 78 years old and not a good 78. Like I looked at my grandfather at 78 who just passed this year. At 78, he was doing great. I could have full-on conversations with him. He was witty. He was funny. I look at Joe Biden and I look at a guy that needs to be placed in a home. This guy doesn't need to be in the White House. This guy needs to be in a mental home. He needs to he needs to go to a, a, a nursing home and he needs to be taken care of. Like in a couple years, they're going to have to change this guy's diaper. And I hate to say that, but it's like, this guy doesn't know where he is. He literally just called President Trump George Bush. I mean, he called him George. He's like, I, I, we can't have four more years of George. This guy's back in 2000. I mean, at least in 08, when he was running as VP with uh, you know Obama, at least back then he was witty and he had some type of personality to him. You know, I've said all this and I've even mentioned anything about him being creepy to women and, and kissing little girls and stuff like that. The guy's just a creep as is, and that should automatically disqualify him. But it's like the guy... Do you really expect this guy to sit down and talk with China and negotiate with with China? Do you expect this guy to negotiate with Russia? Do you expect him to negotiate, you know, with all these foreign superpowers and and you really think he's going to do well for our country? They are praising when I saw the Chinese Communist Party endorse President or when they when they endorse, sorry, not President Trump. They they endorse Joe Biden. I was like, okay, this makes perfect sense. They want, they got their guy. They want that guy because obviously they know they'll be able to take advantage of the guy. The Chinese people, Chinese people are not dumb. They are very intelligent. They're more intelligent than us. They're smart people. Okay, they know what they can get away with. And obviously, when Trump came in and slapped tariffs on them and said, "You got to negotiate fairly. Look, you've been taking care, you know, taking advantage of our country for so long. We're not going to allow this to happen." Oh, of course they're going to endorse a Democratic candidate like Biden, somebody that has a history of corruption, because they know they've already bought and paid for him before, and they're going to continue to do it again. And, and it just killed me. I, I watched that debate, and I hear you know Joe Biden up there who says, Trump's a liar, Trump's a liar, yet you're going to tell me that you took no money from foreign companies? Oh, I can't wait, Joe. I can't wait. You're going to tell me that you're going to ban fracking, but then you're not going to ban it and you're against it. And I've never said I had anything other than that. Joe Biden, you have no idea where you are. You don't know what you're saying. You literally called Joe Biden your husband. I mean, come on, man. You don't know where you're going. You can't lead this country and think you're going to do a good job. But honestly, if you look at your political record, Joe, you're probably happy. This is exactly what you want the American people to think because you've got away with it for so long. And if you get four more years, you're going to continue to get away with it. And that's just sad. So back to his health. Obviously, you know, he's 78 years old. Obvious signs of dementia. Can't complete, you know, complete first or complete, uh, you know, wow. I, I just said, <laughs> I can laugh at myself a little bit. I said Joe Biden can't com uh, form complete sentences, yet I can't even do that right now. So I guess Joe is really qualified, isn't he? Goodness gracious. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people are looking forward to his death when Joe does die. And I'm not saying I hope Joe Biden dies. You know, I don't hope anybody dies. But when he does die, you get a socialist VP in the waiting. You know, you got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying, you know, Joe Biden, we can use him as a puppet right now to get what we want. You know, you talk about the Green New Deal. I didn't even mention this in the economic plan. The Green New Deal, you know, he wants to get us back into the Green New Deal and the Paris Climate Agreement. I'm going to talk about this before the end of the podcast. Uh, but the Green New Deal would bankrupt our country. And I get climate change is a real thing. I'm not going to deny climate change. I think there, you know, is undeniable climate change. But I also think, I also think that a meteor could hit our country or our, our planet and we could all die. You know, and that could happen in a year, two years. It could happen in two weeks. And there's nothing we can do to stop that, okay? So with, with climate change, yes, I do believe we need to take, you know, measures to fight back and to, to help preserve our country and to preserve our planet. 
But I also understand that we don't need to go bankrupt by doing this. You know, there's no reason we should be spending $100 trillion when we're $20 trillion in debt already. That would be like a blackjack player who's, you know, $20,000 in debt. And he's like, you know what? Give me this $100,000. I'm going to go blow it on dinner. You know, like it makes no sense. Like it's not profitable for our country. Everyone says it's going to create jobs. It's not. Okay, it'll create some jobs, but it won't create wealth for our country. It won't create anything in substance for our country. So that is out the door. And then he tried saying, oh, I'm not for the Green New Deal, but all of my policies are pretty much based on the Green New Deal. Like, okay, Joe, it sounds good. So it's not the Green New Deal. It's the Biden New Deal. And it's everything the Green New Deal has to say minus one or two other things. And that's the way you want to go with it. Okay, sounds good, Joe. Um and then there's the Paris Climate Agreement, which everyone is like, oh, Trump is anti-environment anti, uh, the moment he came out with uh, the, the ending of our Paris Climate Agreement. And with the Paris Climate Agreement, for those of you guys that don't know, it's rigged against the United States. Okay, The Paris Climate Agreement, when it came into, uh, stated that China would not have to pay their mandate until 2030. So they wouldn't kick in until 2030. So they negotiated what we would consider a fair deal. Okay, they took advantage of the United States like they've been doing for years and years and years. Okay, good for China. That's called making a positive deal for your country. And if you can make it, good for you. But that's not good for our country. That's not good for the American citizens. Okay, so the Paris Climate Agreement treated Russia as a developing nation. Russia, a superpower that, you know, we battled in the Cold War for nuclear supremacy. Okay, they're a developing nation. Okay, that makes perfect sense. The the left logic is just blowing my mind right now. Um, yeah, that totally makes sense. Okay. Um, but the Paris Climate Agreement, what it did was allow Americans, uh, or I'm going to say Americans, but America to pay for these foreign countries. And it wasn't America. The government, pay, you know, footed the bill. They put the money out there to make sure that we were a part of this Paris Climate Agreement, that we would make sure that we're taking care of other countries. And what would happen is America foots the bill and the American taxpayers are the ones that ended up paying it. So America takes out the money, American taxpayers pay it back. So you wonder why Joe wants to raise your taxes? Well, it's to get back into programs like the Green New Deal. It's to get back into the Paris Climate Agreement so they can raise your taxes to use your hard-earned money to go pay for other countries who can't afford it. And that's supposed to be fair. And everyone wants to gash Trump, but it's like Trump took us straight from that into the America First Climate Plan, okay? And the America First Plan put America first, as it's in, in the name. It put America over these other countries and said, hey, look, we're going to do our share and more. You guys take care of your own. Put it on your taxpayers, not our American taxpayers. Our American taxpayers who work hard shouldn't have to pay for your taxpayers so they don't have to pay anything. And that is BS, and I'm not going to stand for that as American citizen. You shouldn't either. And if you do, I mean, I've seen it too. There are crazy people out there that believe that, hey, as Americans, it's our right to pay for other countries. No, it's not, okay? America became great. We have the right to live here. We have the privilege to grow up and live here in America. And we should be taking advantage of that to make sure our lives are better. We should not be using our taxes to go pay for other countries out there, you know, when they could be doing the exact same. Everyone should be doing it evenly. It should be fair. And if you're not willing to negotiate fair, I love Trump's stance that if you're not willing to stand with us and, and, and work toward a fair deal, we're not going to negotiate with you and we'll slap some tariffs on you. And that's how it should be because no longer is America going to be taking, you know, taken advantage of. I'm not going to stand for it. You shouldn't stand for it. And let us pray that on November 3rd coming up, President Trump gets the four more years that he deserves for the great job he's done for our country moving forward. So 
Thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate everybody that's taken time out of their day to finish and get to this point of the podcast. This is my first podcast. Give me a break. I'm not the best as I can be. I will get better every week. I promise it. And hopefully our country does as well. What I can promise you is this, a plethora of people who are coming onto this podcast that have massive amounts of followers, massive influence in the Republican Party, the Conservative Party. And if you're a liberal here, enjoy this. Enjoy hearing a different you know, perspective. Enjoy hearing a different side of things. Because I'm, look, I understand Trump has flaws. I understand that you may not like that he, you know, yells or talks over people and can be obnoxious at times. I understand that. But understand this guy is doing God's work for our country. He's doing something that's never been done in the history of politics. And he's going to continue doing that. And as long as he maintains the election, America is going to continue to progress forward. And you're going to see it in your everyday life. So in saying that, you guys, I ask you guys, please, if you could subscribe, turn on notifications, whatever you guys want to do. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, understand that it's only going to get better from here. Uh, I, I know we, I've talked with quite a few you know, large-scale influencers moving forward that will be on this podcast. You will love some of, this contest, or, uh, some of these podcasts that we have coming up for you guys. And the content we have will be great. So thank you guys again for tuning in. Uh, Obviously, we'll be praying all week for the election of Donald Trump, as you guys should be doing as well. And uh, I'm excited, you guys. This has been one crazy hell of a year due to COVID and everything else that's going on. But get excited because it can't get any worse than this, right, guys? So in saying that, this is Carson Short again signing off from the Red, White, and Truth podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, and you guys have a great night. Talk to you soon.